Welcome back to the Say What NICU Mama podcast, where I tell you what they don't tell you about the NICU. Say what? This is another installment for you to enjoy. Just remember to love yourself, take care of yourself, and believe in your ability to advocate for your child. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hello, welcome back to Say What NICU Mama with me, a NICU Mama who's going to tell you what they don't tell you in the NICU. Do you hear that music? That is our special guest, my precious little creep. And because I'm a mama, these things are just going to happen on this podcast. But yes, I'm Crystal and I'm here with another installment right in the middle of NICU Awareness Month, and I'm excited to talk about this one because I'm truly passionate about it. So before we get into it, I hope you have taken a moment to breathe today. Take in all the joy and the blessing of having your child. Now, let's get informed so we can advocate the best way we know how, okay? So, Today's episode is going to be called um, Yeah, I wrote it down <laughs> The secret sauce The secret sauce Primary nurses in the NICU I've already talked about this I've literally already talked about this I've already mentioned it It is essential It is crucial It is number one priority in the NICU And we were so blessed to have an amazing nurse that was not only the one that did the intake for our son, but also that volunteered (laughs) to be his primary nurse. And we were so grateful. We were so, so grateful for that. Um, We definitely had some ups and downs, even though we had a primary nurse, because our primary nurse did go on vacation during our stay. Um, she did operate in some different roles and different things like that, but needless to say, we'll get into that real, real soon. So, of course, on my favorite website, handtohold.org, I found a article pretty much Googling these things, um, without going too deep into medical research, because sometimes it's just good to have some step-by-steps, clear layman, layman terms, Articles that can just get you there, get you the information, and get you to the better place um, in your experience. So, the name of this particular blog post is Six Reasons Your Baby Needs a Primary NICU Nurse. It was written in 2018. It's fairly recent. A very good read. Very good read. Um, and pretty much without reading this, I just knew nurses are essential because of my own past medical experiences and I knew that having a regular nurse that comes every night or a regular nurse that comes every day if you're in the hospital for a week it's so great to have a nurse Monday through Friday (laughs) that's the same nurse and then you get the same nurse on the weekend love it and you know what there is scientific research that says that it is associated with better care shorter stays and better patient outcomes so this could be essential to the success of your baby not only in the NICU but 
after the NICU, life after the NICU, which is where you'll be spending the majority of your time. The thing about it is, is that while the NICU might be the launching pad, it is by no, by no means the end of the story. And the thing about it is, is that if we think about everything that happens in the NICU, whatever happens there, we'll have to follow up with in the home life, whether it's going to see multiple doctors or dealing with, you know, life after surgery or having a trachea child or, you know, dealing with uh, stomach issues or uh, gastro issues or different things like that. Um, All of that stuff comes up. And as much information as I'll try to give you just so you'll be informed and just have some things to be thinking about or maybe be able to support somebody that you know um, that is in the NICU. Oh, it's not good enough, is it? No, not good enough. Um, having a primary nurse is very important because there's nothing like having somebody on the home front um, that is just fighting for your child. Another advocate, an advocate that is in the medical system, um, the advocate that is a medical professional and just knows so much and has seen so much and will be able to tell you like, is this good? Is this bad? You know, can I have this con- candid conversation with you? Um, you know, or can you help me to better support my child? And this is literally what this article is talking about. So let's just start with the six reasons, right? First off, they begin the article telling you, you know, why, why this is so important and their two reasons were to have a trusted guide and to build confidence for home. Yes. Is that good? No. No. Yes. Come here, baby. So to have a trusted guide and to have uh, and to build confidence for being at home because the one thing I hated was I can't take these nurses home with me. I'm like, I want a nurse at home with me. I don't know what I'm doing. You just take, you just took my baby off oxygen. <sighs> my son got out of oxygen, I believe like five days before he left the NICU. And he was in there for 80 days before that. And so we got out on the 85th day. And I'm like, well, I only know him on oxygen. Like, how am I going to know the difference between him? off oxygen versus being on oxygen does it need more oxygen like it was a big thing i was looking into every monitor and you know what my primary nurse Allie told me i don't recommend that you get a home monitor they are not as accurate she i mean she just made a case for it and i'm not not bashing anyone that did get one i'm not saying that these things aren't great i just never bought one um, because I just wanted to have faith not only in God, but have faith also in my nurse, in the doctors. And I had another not- nurse tell me, um, Beth 86, which you'll learn about, <laughs> and why I call her 86, um, is because she was like, if the doctors did not believe that your child would survive or thrive, not just survive, but thrive off of oxygen or thrive at home, they would not have sent them home. They would have not have taken them off of oxygen. They would have put, if they took them out, they would have put him back on if they felt like th- that he wasn't progressing and that he wasn't growing and maturing. 
So just keep that in mind, you know. Uh, so to a certain degree, you know, hey, ask those questions, be inquisitive, challenge what is being presented to you as a course of action as far as your uh, the medical care is concerned. But in some things, it's like, hey, you know, that doesn't make sense. Um, I could understand that, but still just keep a lookout. Like our discharge nurse was one of our primaries, Kelly, and she literally was like, look, if you have any bout of concern, about whether or not your baby is getting enough oxygen or your baby needs to get a scan because you're worried about aspiration because of the reflux or anything like that, by all means, call 911. Don't hesitate. Don't second guess. Just do it. It's better to be on the side of caution than to have a major issue that you ignored or did not pay close enough attention to. Um, just because of his history. And I'm like, you know what? That is 100% fair because there's certain things that I do with my own life, with my own body, simply because of the history, the, the medical history that I have. So let's get into it. Number one, continuity, continuity of care. That was, I knew of, of, of about continuity of care. And I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> it's still early morning and I want to get this podcast out. Continuity of care is so important. And it was the number one reason before I even read, I didn't even know about this article. I just found it, but I knew about continuity of care. And what is, what is that? That means having consistency of care, having someone that knows your baby, reads your baby, understand his subtle cues, not his blatant screaming, but his subtle cues, his subtle offness. There is nothing like having someone have more pairs of eyes okay so you got mom you got dad you got partners you got spouses you got maybe you were allowed to have a grandparent there but the nurses have a medical insight and then on top of that they know your baby that is secret sauce if i if nothing else is that's secret sauce that is what makes the burger the all the better is the sauce come on we like sauce on pretty much everything i i mean dressing is a sauce on salad come on we like to dip our vegetables into sauces we like to dip our fries into the sauce is the key okay and the key is the nurses the primary nurses are everything okay thing about it is is that Continuity of care means not only scientifically proven here that it uh, is associated with shorter stays and better patient outcomes, but it makes your experience so much better. I cannot tell you how refreshing it was, how much easier, like as much little sleep I did get. Okay. It made me a little bit more relaxed to know, hey, there's a nurse there that I know. There's a nurse there that I trust. There's a nurse there that knows my baby. When there was a nurse there that was new, never had my son before, guess what? I was up every hour on the hour calling that Nikio. And if I could not get in, I walked my little behind up the street and was there in person. (laughs) And when I tell you, I'm for real, that's exactly what I did. Okay. I'm very, I'm already particular about my children. Not because of their medical history, but just because 
you know, accidents happen. And if you have someone that's taking care of your child in, in the hospital or outside of the hospital that does not pay attention to subtle cues, it could be the difference between saving a life or having to being able to experience your child as they get older. It, 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 it's a huge deal. Or, or, or it could be quality of life that you are saving. And I think it's very important. I think it's extremely important. And that's why I even wanted to even start this podcast is because it is so important that you are able to probably advocate for your child, but you also get as many people around you to stand with you in that advocation. So important. So very important. So number one, continue to care. Um, it, 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 it just, it just makes all the difference. And it's a very short paragraph on that, but I had to get on my soapbox for that one. Okay. Number two, primary superior knowledge of your baby allows them to better advocate for appropriate medical decisions. Their superior knowledge, the nurses, allows them to better advocate. Okay. It also causes them to have enhanced empathy, according to this article. It's important that the nurses have empathy towards your child. Yes, I did experience very empathetic nurses, but I also experienced nurses that came there for checks. Okay. They came there to have extra money. And it was in their best favor that your baby stay in the NICU as long as possible because more babies means more hours for them. And I could tell by their attitude, by their actions, about how they destroyed our care plan, how they manipulated our care plan, how they over-medicated my son. And, and even though by over-medicating, I mean the over-medication of oxygen because oxygen is medication. And I will get into that in another podcast. But... At the end of the day, I literally kicked a nurse out of my room. And I wasn't trying to be rude. I was like, respectfully, no. My nurse is on break. And you think you're going to come in here and switch his whole care around? And she's been here the whole 12-hour shift? Please kindly leave. I'm his mother. I've been here the whole time. We are on the road to home. And no. She was like, so you don't want me to do this? I'm like, no, I'm good. He's great. All is well. Bye-bye. <laughs> and not to be rude, but just to be honest, just to advocate. Like, you're not going to turn my son up and we're trying to get him off of oxygen. Okay? The doctors are looking for a certain thing. You turn him up. It's going to be documented. It's going to be this whole thing. He's eating. He's clearing his throat. Let him rebound. Let's see if he will rebound. You see what I'm saying? You'll turn him up and then leave him there for hours. Not sit there and wait. To slowly wean him down. You're not doing all that. You, you're just doing what makes you more comfortable. So you don't have to sit here in this room. You spend the majority of your shift in the office. Not even in the room. You touch these babies when it's time to change their diapers. And the only reason why you do that is because you know you'd be fired if you did it. Okay? That is how insensitive this nurse was. And that is why primary nurses are so important. I recommend you get as many as you can because everybody is, they're going to go on vacations. They're going to ask for days off. They're going to want to do things in their own personal lives. So get as many of these nurses as possible. And when you're looking for a nurse, look for nurses that fit. Do they, do they believe 
in the personal uh, philosophies that you have for your family? Are they okay with your lifestyle? Are, are they not prejudiced if you are a person of color? Are they, you know, do they, you know, uh, you don't necessarily have to be concerned about look per se, because I can tell you that all of our primary nurses, they all look different. They actually all had different ways of doing things, but they fit. They fit within our family. They fit within my concerns. They treated my son as close to the way I would treat him if I was his nurse. If you see him, I was his nurse and his mom. But his mom, you see him, I want him to feel like he's being cared for because babies are intuitive. They know these things. And having nurses there that really love their job. They really care for those babies. They will go above and beyond. And that is one of the, one of the points too. Um, I'll just skip down to that point because I think that point is just so bomb. It, it, it's just absolutely amazing. Number five, and I know I skipped down, but number five is primaries provide your family with a unique version of phenomenal care. For me, it wasn't just my primary that, uh, that, offered love and compassion and that's how I knew this nurse was like you're an anomaly here because this NICU is bomb.com I was like but you're an anomaly you don't even step into the culture of this NICU the culture of this NICU is that oh just because I'm not taking care of your baby doesn't mean I'm not going to treat that baby with the utmost care with the utmost um uh consideration and try to offer my unique version of phenomenal care this is what this point says your primary nurse is going to offer a unique version of phenomenal care some nurses enjoy educating families on caregiving best practices others love using their creativity to create meaningful baby first we had a um we had our primary nurse was an artiste so every month milestone she had a little like little symbol for it with his date, his his weight and his height on it. It was so cute. I was just like, can you make these for like the rest of the 12 months so I can like put them up and they're like his little thing. It was so stinking cute. And I was so focused on advocating for his medical care that I I really didn't even capture those beautiful moments as much as I would have wanted to okay uh so really take those moments and breathe and when I say breathe get informed and advocate what I mean is first live in the moment live in the preciousness of having a baby celebrate the wind celebrate oh they cooed for the first time i heard their voice for the first time oh they opened their eyes and smiled for the first time oh they did this and did that it just like if you would you would have done if you were at home you know hey that got over a certain weight or hey they got to they took their first bath or they got this long or they loved the bottle today cherish all those moments take all the videos take all the pictures that they will allow you to take and I love it, love it, love it because I have so many videos of this little one taking a bath. <laughs> I have so many pictures of him not liking the light, enjoying his PT, you know, just doing all the things that I could besides living in the moment because I'm a huge person of you don't have to have your phone out every five seconds. Live in the moment. Your memory is good enough of a memorabilia for you to take home and to cherish your memory 
you know, um, so important. Live in the moment, but also take pictures and videos, okay? <laughs> but yeah, they bring their unique thing. We had Janice drew us pictures, not only for my son that was in the NICU, but for my son that was at home, for a sibling. Uh, she was just amazing. She was like, I see you over there being super. She just encouraged me. I see you over there being super mama. And it was just so good. It was their uniqueness brought the experience and just elevated the experience to a whole nother level. I was just like, is it weird if I recommend a NICU? <laughs> because I do recommend it. And I was like, I see some ways on how I can even contribute to this NICU to make it even more bomb.com. But um, I know I'm aging myself with the bomb.com statement. Okay. But at the same time, the nurses were the highlight of my stay there like because it was my stay there too because there were many nights I stayed over because I just I just I didn't want to leave I missed him even when I went home for a few hours to sleep or to not really sleep but just to pump and to think about what he was doing at that moment which is sleeping (laughs) I I just, I enjoyed the conversations I had with the nurses and, you know, I was just like, well, what would you do and how would you handle it? I did because at the end of the day, I'm like, if I want them to be emotionally invested, I have to ask them, what would you do if it was your baby? Those questions right there really gets that mama thinking, hey, what would it be like to have a baby in the NICU? Because some of those ladies or men, um, that were in there did not ever have baby they they were very young they were just out of nursing school and this is the first position they ever took as a nurse and this is all they knew and they knew it like the back of their hand and they were amazing like krista was his first nighttime nurse and she immediately first day on the job this girl i'm just getting chills thinking about it this woman literally could tell that my baby was in distress by looking at the monitor. She was like, he's in distress. And she was like, you know what? I think he's laboring to breathe a little bit too much. And it would be in his best interest to get some surfactant and to get intubated. It probably would be for a very short period of time, but it would be able to give him the opportunity to let his lungs develop a little bit more and also be able to give him the necessary medication to open up his lungs so that he won't have to deal with the collapsed lungs. Like, like just just thinking beyond thinking about what i would have to do with later i mean the girl was awesome.com and she didn't even like being a primary nurse and we were like but you have to be you were meant for him you i mean we talked her up we definitely recruited krista and she was amazing when we saw her she was amazing she even recruited some of her friends that were in the NICU that were NICU nurses to be a part of the primary team we were like oh yeah and it was just like having two Kristas (laughs) it was so good and when I tell you the best thing you could ever do for your own emotional stability as well as for the best care you could give your child or children because we can't forget about the twins and multiples is to have primary nurses primary nurses And I do want to mention this little dilemma before I get out of here so I don't make this podcast too, too long. But I could talk for days about having a primary nurse. And I just want to give a shout out to Beth81 because we had we met Beth when we were in room 81 of the hospital because our NICU had different rooms. So there was a micro premium room. There were transition rooms. 
there were um, intake rooms, there were longevity rooms. So we eventually moved our way up to the longevity room, which was room 87. And we met another Beth who was absolutely phenomenal as well in room 86. Um, So we have a Beth 81 and we have a Beth 86. And I mean, there is something about those Elizabeths. All I can say is that if I had another child, I'd probably name them Elizabeth and call them Beth because those ladies rocked. <laughs> they rocked me. They took me out of my low places. They kept me grounded. They were just amazing. And there was nothing like celebrating the joy. You just, ugh, I don't want to cry. I've been crying so much. Ugh. I've been crying so much, not because of the NICU or anything, just because I'm personally going through a milestone. But anywho, the glow that illuminated on their faces, the glow that illuminated on their faces when they saw my baby Creed and how big he had gotten, they were like, that that baby right there was the baby I took care of a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago. <sighs> they were like, look at him. <laughs> and if they could see him today, I mean, I respected the nurses and how they wanted to have, you know, their personal life separated from their, from their work life. And, uh, you know, we only are still connected to one on like social media and stuff like that. So I totally respect their boundaries, but I know it would just let their heart would be overjoyed if they could see the fruit of all their work, like after the NICU, you know, just how much he's thriving and how much, you know, he's benefiting from the things that they recommended and just, you know, keep on going because what you're doing matters. It's saving lives. It's making us parents feel so much more secure because they taught me like Beth 81 taught us everything about being a parent in the NICU temperatures changing pulse oxes you know if we think that the line was uh the pick line was you know not viable anymore if we thought you know that the the mass with the of the bubble CPAP wasn't on tight enough, or without the height the hat was too tight. Whatever it is, she gave us the confidence. You know, speak up, be an advocate. You know, um, if there was a something we were trying to figure out that would work the best uh, for him, she, you know, she was the one. We had another nurse come in, and uh, she was coming in. This this woman was bomb.com. Um, I believe she, her name was Caitlin and she came in and forgive me if I don't forget, if, if, don't forget if I don't remember all the nurses names, because we had so many nurses, we were there for 85 days and you know, you're getting nurses, you're getting two to three nurses a day, depending on what shifts they work. They work 12 hour shifts or they work eight hour shifts. So I tried to keep up and I am working on remembering all these names, but man, man, man. She came in and she, her whole family was off on vacation in Florida. She left her vacation, came in and worked. <laughs> got, got my son Cree and was like, oh, you should bring in blankets. Let's change his bedding. She would like change his bed every five seconds and had his bed all cute. Like it's like his little hospital crib. It was just so amazing. I was like, you are so awesome. 
birthday that he won had us put pictures she's like oh you should, should put a picture in his uh, incubator or put a picture in his crib because you know he'll be able to still recognize it. like he'll just recognize the faces um you know when he leaves and man to have a family picture at the head of our son's bed or at the foot of his bed or at the top of, of at the top of his incubator so when he opens his eyes he sees us huh oh it really mattered and so when he came out and he saw his older brother because covid siblings couldn't come into the NICU I was like I could only imagine the the beautiful experiences of having a whole family come and visit the babies uh in the NICU before covid but with covid like some some NICUs were only allowing one parent in at a time our NICU allowed both of us to be there at the same time and when and being able to have that picture in there when he came out his big brother wasn't a stranger his big brother was somebody he was looking forward to touching and seeing in person and feeling his breath and feeling his hand and he just when he met his big brother he just held up his hand for the longest time he was like i know you these things were recommended by a primary nurse we had huge huge now we did not find out until later on that we could have a primary care team um you still have one primary nurse but you can have like preferred nurses on like this list and we end up having like five to seven um but you know that came after about a three days where we did not have not one nurse we were familiar with because we'd been moved to the longevity room 87 and you know most of the other nurses worked in different rooms and the dilemma that was in the longevity room so this is for my micro it's like once you get to that room where they're not quite ready to go home but you know they still need a little bit of care pretty much everybody in that room like after a few days and they do recommend like if your baby is going to stay more than 30 days get a primary nurse right everybody in that room had a primary nurse so if the ratio to nurse nurse to babies is one to two somebody's not gonna get their primary nurse right and that was the limit the dilemma we were facing so thank goodness that the primary nurse of the baby that was right next door to us um because they tried it because the organization of the room was that way had a phenomenal primary nurse this woman is an angel secret sauce is <laughs> nothing in comparison to who this woman was she was like top fish you know finest cuisine secret sauce she was just amazing and she was like do you want me to be she volunteered another volunteer and that's how you know you have some gems man you have some phenomenal nurses when they're like, do you want me to be his primary nurse? Because he's right next door to my primary baby. And it would be just, you know, it would be great if they could just be together. They seem, you know, to just kind of be synced. You know, they're around the same age. And she just made it make sense. <laughs> she just made it make sense. And it was just, ah. And I'm I'm so grateful that I'm still connected to her today. Beth86, Beth I hope one day you listen to this. Because you, girl, are the bomb. And I can't. I can't say thank you enough to you. Um, she was just so amazing. She advocated for us. She really helped us see into, because literally the, the only thing our son was on was sodium and he was on oxygen. Those was like two medications he was on and eventually a multivitamin. 
but like she really helped us navigate that whole oxygen thing she was like you know i mean it's just so so many things she just offered us and the conversations like i mean she was just (laughs) she was a great woman i'm just like why don't you work more days Cause she only worked a few days a week and I'm like when she wasn't there I was just like oh when is Beth coming back <laughs> so she would give me her schedule so I can look forward to it and it was just it was just great it was just great she made it way better than you know it could be and she was a breath of fresh air along with her friend that worked nights because she worked days and it it, it was just amazing it, it was just the nurses made all the difference and to have a familiar face, it puts you at ease. It's like having a teacher for the whole year or, you know, or having um, a friend at church that you want to see all the time. You look forward to seeing them when you go to church every week or, you know, um, you know, having your work friends at work. You know, it's just a familiar face. Somebody that's familiar with you and knows you. You guys are similar. You guys have similar interests or some type of connection and it just you guys work it just works and that's the whole philosophy behind a NICU nurse it just works okay so yes I'm an advocate for NICU nurses uh, primary nurses um if you don't have one or if your um NICU does not um do primary nurses advocate for that talk to the head of the department Talk to um, the doctor in charge and different things like that and be like, hey, in this article, which I will have to make another post about and put it in there, um, has some articles or has an article about the benefit of having a uh, having the implementation of the program for primary nurses. Um, it does become a challenge um, with scheduling and different stuff like that. That's why you need to have more than one primary nurse. Um, and when I tell you having a nurse that just knows your baby and it's just there for your baby, you know, check out my um, my other podcast, Identity Journey, um, the Apostle Creed series. And there I talk about the crisis that we had before we really put together that NICU team um, later on in our stay and really wish we had had that early on um and it was just it was great uh and you really just kind of understand the challenges there and just so how you can avoid that how you can avoid that so that's all i have for you all today i hope and pray that this really encourages you and inspires you to look into primary nurses i hope i've given you enough information to to get you on the pro primary nurse side and um if you have any questions reach out to me on my instagram say what nikki mama follow me there have some great tips some great contents continue to listen to the podcast share it with a friend you know share with share with your family members so they can just kind of understand sometimes i know i did not have the words when i was a nikki i did not have the words to try to explain to people like how i was feeling what was going on what i was going through and you know it's if I can be that for you, I would love to be that for you to try to give them an insight into the decisions that you have to make on the day to day. Oh, bubba, is it poopy day? Oh, 
And we'll get into those the, the grunts of the NICU. Oh, boy. <laughs> he doesn't do it so much anymore, but he still does a little bit. <laughs> We're starting solid. So I'm going to get off of here. Have a great rest of your day. And always remember, breathe. Advocate. Oh, that's not it. Start over. Breathe. Get informed. And advocate for your baby. I love you. Stay strong. Keep your head up. Stay inspired. And I will talk to you on the next podcast. See you later. Thank you for joining me here on the Say What NICU Mama podcast. If you have any questions, please connect with me on Instagram at Say What NICU Mama. I hope to hear from you soon and I'll see you on the next podcast.